0: Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. So after more than two years of lockdowns and border controls, Southeast Asia is finally experiencing some semblance of the good old days of travel.
1: <laughs> some semblance of some. it. Some. And in many cases, not so good old days when we consider the situation in Europe. But in Asia generally, we've been OK. According to flight data analytics from Cirium. flights are steadily returning to 2019 levels in the region's major economies. We're talking here about Singapore, Thailand and Malaysia. Asia being the most popular destinations this year. Tourism, of course, a key money maker for Southeast Asia, including Singapore.
0: And some travel agencies said that after Singapore dropped its pre-travel testing requirement in April, business has been picking up fast and furious. So that is a good sign for the tourism industry, right?
1: Yep, for sure. But what lies ahead? Well, to talk more about this, Yap Chinxiang joins us. He's Deputy Chief Executive of the Singapore Tourism Board. Hi, Chin Siang. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad to have you on, especially if we're going to be talking all about holidays and tourism in general. Uh It puts our audience in such a good mood and it puts us in a good mood as well, doesn't it? Now, since April this year, when Singapore started welcoming all vaccinated travellers with no quarantine or testing requirements, we have seen, of course, an increase in visitor arrivals at the airport. And this definitely has helped with our hotel and retail recovery as well. How happy are you with the numbers so far? I mean, are they something to be really happy about or should we keep our happiness in check considering that we're not really out of the woods yet, are we, when it comes to COVID-19 as well?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, The removal of the testing requirements for fully vaccinated travellers has certainly made it easier and more convenient for travellers to come to Singapore. We are therefore very heartened That the recent international visitor arrivals or IBA in short have borne out the fact that there is very strong pent-up demand for travel to Singapore, even from travellers from our longer-haul markets. The relaxation of border measures in our regional markets have also made it more attractive for these travellers who favour multi-destination itineraries. Our IBA figures for the past few months uh, I would say have been very, very encouraging. Singapore has seen a very strong rebound trajectory with IVA in May hitting 418,000. And cumulatively from January to May this year, our total IVA reached 959,000, which is a 783% increase year on year. Mm. The strong leadership has definitely been a significant boost to our tourism industries, uh, whether it's hotels, whether it's attractions or tour operators. There has also been significant spillover effects mm-hmm. to adjacent industries like retail and dining, and these will definitely benefit our economy and will support many jobs and businesses. Let me give you some statistics as examples for hotels. Um, the average occupancy rate in Singapore hit about 71.3% in May, up from 65.6% in April. So that's a fairly significant jump. And for okay. retail, our industry has seen a year-on-year increase of 17.8% in retail sales in May, amid higher tourist spending uh, as our border restrictions ease.
0: I've been hearing this even, in fact, since late last year from people who want to come to Asia. And Singapore has always been their first destination of choice, I guess, because they are more confident at how things are handled or are being handled here compared with the rest of the region at that time. So now, though, what kind of strategies do you have in place to further the recovery in the tourism sector?
2: SDB will continue working very closely with our tourism stakeholders, as well as with relevant government agencies, to prepare the tourism sector for that recovery and beyond. And we do this through three to four main strategies. So, firstly, retaining key capabilities. As you know, um, a lot of support measures have been launched over the past two years, and they have been focused on saving jobs and reducing costs for our businesses. And as the industry prepares for recovery, STB will focus on investing in future tourism growth by building up manpower capabilities through initiatives like the Tourism Careers Hub, which aims to provide training and skills upgrading for tourism workers and firms. Two, supporting manpower needs as demand picks up. So we've been working with hotel industry, for example, to continue adopting technology, improve their productivity, and reduce labor-intensive work. We have launched a hotel Employability Enhancement Program, which aims to attract local workers to join the industry. The third key strategy is about reimagining our offerings and experiences here in Singapore to drive visitorship. Now, tourism businesses, over the past two years, have rolled out many innovative and authentic experiences to appeal to locals. I believe these experiences will also appeal to international visitors that are looking for hidden gems in Singapore. <coughs> STB has worked very closely uh, with our Urban Redevelopment Authority and other government agencies since 2019 to strengthen Orchard Road's position as a lifestyle destination. And I, we have seen very steady progress made both from the public as well as from the private sector, so, such as our upcoming Singapore Garden Festival that's led by N Park. This will take place for the first time in Orchard Road uh, between 30th of July to 7th of August. So local and international visitors can appreciate tropical horticulture and floral artistry alongside Orchard Road's signature retail and F&B experiences. So this is just one example to illustrate
1: that point. Chin Siang, you mentioned manpower concerns within the hospitality and the tourism industry in general. And while you talk about automating certain things, getting operators to adopt digitalization more comprehensively, I believe. People will still be needed in the sector, right? So what exactly is being done to get people back into the hospitality sector? Some of the people I've spoken to who've left the sector say that they're quite worried about the stability of the sector. You never know when there might be another pandemic. They don't want to be in a position ever again to have to lose their jobs because of another pandemic. And they also say that, well, the salaries in some tiers of the hospitality industry have not been very good over the years. So, considering some of these issues, what exactly might you be doing or what exactly can the industry as a whole do in order to ensure that people come back to work in the industry and that you can recruit new people as well of quality? I
2: I can understand the concerns and the reservations that some of these job seekers have. Uh, I I want to reiterate the point that the medium to longer term prospects for tourism travel has always been very bright, especially as we look at many of the countries in Asia uh, growing their economy, and there's a lot of uh, wealth that's been created around the region, and that's going to underpin the travel demand. Having said that, we understand that Tourism businesses are currently operating with a lean workforce and may require more manpower to support them mm-hmm. as small visitors return. So in that regard, I think STB has worked very hard with organizations and agencies like the NTUC, E2I, Workforce Singapore and Skills Future, Singapore to launch the Tourism Careers Hub so that we can support tourism businesses in their manpower and training needs. And through the tourism career hubs, we also hope to strengthen the Singapore core in our tourism workforce and provide good jobs for locals to ensure that the sector is well-placed
0: Recovery. That will be a concern, in fact, that you brought up there, Qinxiang, in terms of the service standards, because you have tourists and travelers coming back to Singapore, but we don't have enough people to serve them. So it is good to know that the STB is working closely as well with the industry to make sure that that doesn't happen. In terms of mice, there are 66 new events for the rest of the year. So this is a good outlook. What else do you have in store in the mice sector for the tourism industry?
2: We are very, very confident about the prospects for the mines industry. As global business demand picks up pace and with the ease of travelling under our vaccinated travel framework, we are already seeing a very steady growth in resumption of larger scale international mines trade shows and larger physical crowds at events in Singapore this year. We are continuing to build up the momentum for 2022. And we have started the year very strong with more than 150 events attended by over 37,000 delegates in the first three months alone. And we have, like you said, at least another 66 international events lined up for the rest of the year. While it is quite challenging for us to predict what the future might hold and we remain watchful about the global situation, if all goes well, we do expect or are, uh, are optimistic that minds can make a full recovery in two to three years' time.
1: Kim I just have a question. Since you alluded to the future and the fact that, you know, we can't really foresee the problems that might arise in the future, I'm sure that COVID-19 has taught players in the tourism industry a lot of lessons. As far as you can see, what are some of the key takeaways from the last pandemic that might actually help all tourism operators weather another future pandemic? There are also other storms to weather. For example, the possibility of a recession. You know, you don't want the industry once again becoming impoverished in the event of such headwinds.
2: Yes, I think you are right. The the pandemic will continue to evolve and with this there will always be some uncertainty. But the good thing is over the last 2 years we have learned to together with our stakeholders to be very agile, to be very innovative in our work. For example, during that the, the last 2 years we have we work with stakeholders to pivot to virtual experiences so that they can maintain mind share and make use of the downtime uh, to refresh and reimagine our tourism offerings. We have also forged a closer relationship with our industry stakeholders, and we believe that these will give us a very strong foundation to respond quickly to any challenges that might emerge.
0: All right, Chin Siang, thank you very much for shedding some light in what's happening in the tourism sector here in Singapore. Yap Chin Siang is the Deputy Chief Executive at the Singapore Tourism Board joining us here on Prime Time. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.